Welcome to the Kick-Ass Life Podcast. I'm Elle Russ, the author of two books, Confident as Fuck and The Paleothyroid Solution. And I'm Tara Garrison, a training and nutrition expert. Elle and I are empowerment coaches dedicated to helping you create a kick-ass life. So subscribe to our podcast and tune in every week where Tara and I are going to cover a variety of topics and content designed to help you raise your expectations and then meet them. To learn more about us, visit our websites, coachtaragarrison.com and lrust.com and follow us on social media. In the meantime, enjoy the show. All right, guys. So today we are talking about how to say no and how to create boundaries and how to stop over explaining yourself. And this is a topic where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so fresh for me. I I, I am fresh off the boat. <laughs> I over the course of the last few years, I had a few people say, Hey, have you read the book um about <laughs> how to say no? I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, all right, all right. I get the message. So um, this has been a journey for me, just especially in the last year of my life. So I think I think that you may be the expert on this episode, L, but I definitely am excited to share what I've been learning as I've really delved into this in the last like year or so of my life. Um, but I'll start off with Letty. I want to ask you like what what do you think is at the core of people having an inability to say no Mm, so many things I think sometimes it can feel selfish so people are like well I feel bad because I don't want to do this favor that I'm being asked of or they're just an overgiver that was my issue and I can get into that for a second but it's really like afraid of what people will think of you essentially at the core of it there's some kind of insecurity about how you might mm-hmm. be judged that you either do or don't do a thing or how you you say it one of the things to talk about in my book is like confident as fuck people don't justify so what I'm tired of and try to get people out of is well first of all we know we have this problem in general with people saying I'm sorry for everything when they're not sorry for shit you know like, oh I'm so sorry yeah. like that that's a whole thing too that kind of right. goes in with the no but then there's like <laughs> let's say you're like hey Elle there's this like great concert on Friday do you want to go most people will go into a whole like I'd love to, but I can't. I've got to go do this. I've got to. <laughs> right. I don't want to fucking hear. No one wants care. to fucking hear it. It just weakens you. And honestly, the person yeah. who you're saying no to is like, fuck it. It's, it's even more like they're going to be even angrier about your no than if you right. just said, no, thanks. You know, I really appreciate Absolutely. the invite. Now, I had, I sometimes have to pivot. It's rare that I will get myself in this situation, but someone recently had asked me, they're like, hey, I've got this thing. I want to, it seemed like a really cool app. And they were like, hey, do you want to do the beta testing for it? Or do you want to like be one of the first ones to check it out? And I was like, yeah. I was like, I, you know, and then when I really thought about it, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to add this extra. Now I got to go. So instead of like feeling guilty mm-hmm. or doing something I don't want to do that I'm not into it because I agreed to it, I just immediately responded to the email and I said, hey, you know what? This sounds awesome, but I'm just going to have to bow out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my mind, though, there was part of me that wanted to be like, I can't because I'm so busy or uh, the justification, the excuses right. behind it. Fucking you just say no. There's so much power in that. And then someone so I was much. someone I was interviewing recently had a nice point on this where they said it's almost like giving other people permission like someone said no blanketly and the person on the other end of the email was like actually thank you because that kind of gives me permission to just like Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. say freaking no so that's about drawing boundaries there's we have other no's in our life right we have internal ones like saying no to the Reese's pieces if you're emotional or 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 saying no to a bad habit or to going down a path of uh, a terrible negative pattern but I guess we're just talking generally now so like I think the bottom line is that we are agents of our own limits. 
that's we are and so you have to draw them yep so um now for me I, uh, I also used to have a little bit of guilt and that people might have this out there. So because I have a more freedom of time life and did way before I got busy as an author and et cetera many years ago, I would feel kind of guilty because people would ask me because they knew I'd be home or they knew I'd be available. So then I always got the calls of like, hey, will you help me do this? Will you help me do that? And then you start to be like, damn it, everyone like you guys think my time's not valuable. Like I can't, <laughs> but I kept saying yes to these things. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so... So, so it's, and I also make the point in my book too, you and I on this are not talking about obvious things like if you call me and you're like, my car just got towed, I need a ride to the thing. Nobody wants to do that. But the overwhelming thing is that I do want to do it because I want to help my friend get out of a jam. So it's not about saying no to everything and not ever doing anything you quote, don't want to. So in that scenario, the I don't want to is nobody wants to go run an errand like that. But the overwhelming is a yes, because you want to help a friend and be a good friend. And that's the distinction there. Mm-hmm. So I'll just stop yeah. there and see where, you, where you've learned, because I know you used to be a people pleaser before you got out of your thing, so I can only imagine you never so said bad. that. So bad. So bad. So all of these things, these are all things that I, apologizing for everything, like, so it, it annoys me now. I've, I've, I've overcome this now. It's like when I hear people do that, I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, please don't say sorry, like, just because you walked in my path. <laughs> I think the appropriate word is excuse me, but you don't have to say sorry, you know, and um, another is the over explaining. And so I'll dive into my psychology a little bit of, of where I've been at with these things. Um, the first thing with like the inability to say no, a lot of that I have found has come from a lack of clarity about my own needs. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like when I first started taking um, client calls, for example, people who were interested in working with me, it was Monday through Friday, eight to five. Whenever you want to book a call with me, I'm available to take it, <laughs> you know, and and pretty soon I found myself extremely overwhelmed and like, oh, my gosh, I have like six calls a day. Oh, my gosh. I have four, you know, <laughs> and I'm like. Tara, <laughs> create it the way you want it. You're, you haven't set any other boundary. You're literally asking them to do that. So if you're feeling victimized in it, it's because you don't have clarity now. No, you can't. There's two days a week. You can book a call with me. That's it. That's my boundary. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, all these people are coming into my space all the time. It's a lot of it is, well, are you even clear about what you want and what your boundaries are? Stop letting them, you know, nobody gets a call with me before eight o'clock in the morning. That is my freaking time. Like no one ever, no podcast. I don't care who it is. Like, I mean, maybe if it was like, Oprah, <laughs> yeah, if it was Oprah, maybe Oprah would be two in the morning, you know, whatever, whatever you need. Oprah. That's, that's a choice. And I own that, you know, but, but in, in normal circumstances, maybe like, have you, do you even know what your boundaries are? Have you set up personal time for yourself? Um, so that when people come in and they say, Hey, you know, if somebody says, Hey, can I record a podcast with you next Monday? I'm like, no, because I only record podcasts on Fridays. Like, I know what my boundaries are, and that gives me peace. Another thing is um, you do these things. I did these things. I did all these pleasing behaviors and doing what everybody wanted because I perceived that it would make them like me more, right? If I'm this, like, fun person that's always a yes and, like, I'm in. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Sure. That's great. The, The core of that is why do you need them to like you? 
Why? Why do you need everybody to like you? And if you're saying yes to everybody, chances are it's probably because you feel deeply inside that you need everyone to like you. And as the, the stronger I got in myself and the more I started to like me, and guess what? You will like you a lot more when you stand up for you, when you watch out for you. Sometimes I don't have any plans all weekend long because I don't want to. I want to have me time. I just want to, I want to take an Epsom salt bath. I want to do whatever the freak I want to this weekend. I don't even know what that is yet. Maybe I'm going to go for a hike. Maybe, you know, like I just don't want to do anything and that's okay. And the more I choose that for myself, the more I like me and the less I need other people to like me. And so and they'll um, actually like you more. Yeah. For understanding and feeling the vibration of your self-confidence and worth and drawing the boundary of just saying, no, thanks. And there's, there's, there's ways to be like, you know, no, thanks. I really appreciate it. Or, Hey, no, thanks. I'll be out of town. I mean, sometimes it's a practical, it's a practical thing. You know, I had a friend one time, and this is great, who was a people pleaser, who everyone would always ask him like, Hey, you want to go to this thing? You want to go to this thing? And he'd say yes, even though he didn't want to. And then he'd kind of bail on it and flake out on it at the last minute. And finally, after a while, so here's the thing. So, okay. So if you're that person (laughs) out there, finally, I said to him, and not surprisingly, given my experience that I drew a friend of mine had this issue, but I was like, listen, man, here's the thing. What in your, in your attempt to try to please everybody and and not say no not only then you end up having a worse reputation which is that you're a fucking flake because you flake all the time and you bail out anyway so you're like the little boy who cried plants because every time someone's like 20 plants you're like yes and then you like bail out at the last minute or you come up with some excuse and it's always a bullshit excuse it's a fucking lie and the thing is is like what kind of like how is that out of integrity and this is a great Mm -hmm. person who's a really ethical wonderful person in their daily life but they were just trapped Mm -hmm. in that they finally Mm -hmm. realized it's just better to say sorry i can't or thanks but you know i'm not going to be able to make it whatever it is but in and i just watched this and i was like you know it's so funny because you're in the in the pursuit of quote being liked you are not going to be liked <laughs> you're yes, doing the opposite I'm, I'm so guilty of this i was so guilty of this i realized that and as i started to deeply more understand integrity in these things i was like okay so integrity is when you keep your word so as i started to work on this cuz there is this there's this learning process if you're not used to saying no the first time like there's a lot of learning it's like and take making that conscious choice and i'm not going to over explain it and how am i going to start handling these situations socially How am I going to keep this like on the up and up, but like still say no and just like, oh man, I can't, you know, but move on with the conversation. Um, But I I learned that I was flaking like this and I, and I, so I made a commitment to myself. I was like, if you say yes, you have to freaking do it. So don't say yes, unless you are sure that you want to do it. Right. And so the bit, the, 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 the middle ground for that for me was learning to say, yeah, let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Let me see. I, I might be able to, that's how I said, that was like the baby step for me. It was like, I might be able to, let me get back to you on that. Right? You, you <laughs> needed that time to, to get to the no. <laughs> right. I needed a little buffer. Let me think about it. Let me see if I can, you know, instead of just being like, Oh yeah, for sure. Let's do it. You know? And then as I got better at it, I learned to just be able to say like, Oh, I can't, I can't, no explanation needed. I can't, I can't. And then moving on with the conversation. But that that was huge for me. You are spot on. I realized I was like, I I am being a way worse friend by <laughs> flaking on people than just up front, just telling them I can't, just being real. And honesty is the best policy. And I have learned this. This this goes 
even into like, if you have that person in your life that kind of keeps hijacking your emotions all day with their own personal stuff that they're going with, learning to create boundaries for me has been being really blunt and honest with them about what I think about where they're at. So if some, for example, your friend keeps calling you, oh, my boyfriend just said this. Oh, now they said this. Oh, now they're doing this. Oh, do you think they will? I don't want to hear. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a bad friend. I just can't have you texting me all day long about every process of your emotional journey that you're on. And so I'm going to be, so I have learned being honest and saying, listen, I think you're totally stepping out of your power here. You keep going into old patterns, like just observe that in yourself, give them, give them a challenge. Like just, why don't you look at how you're stepping into old patterns here and that, you know what, maybe they're not going to be happy with me. Maybe I don't care. It's not my job to decide, but I'm being honest with them about what I think. And it's also creating that boundary of, I'm not going to be your sounding board all day for you to hijack my day all day with what you've going on. It's creating that boundary and it's creating it through honesty. Like I'm not with you in this. I don't want to go on this crazy emotional derailing journey with you. And that's not me being, you know, a, a bad friend. In my opinion, that's being a good friend. Cause it's like this, I don't think you're in a healthy place right now. And I'm not going to sit here and just be, feel victimized in myself because I have to listen to you go through this like crazy stuff. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, this is what I think is going, going on with you right now. You can take it or leave it, but you know what? It helps. It helps them not continue to do that to you all day long and send you every little emotional derailing they have all throughout the day. Well, and you're kind of um, telling them like, hey, you know, you got to do the work. And I would assume that this person was someone who this is kind of what they do all the time. Like if it were a friend that never relied on you for that and didn't have those types of patterns and called you and was like, um, I'm having a thing, then it be it might be a little bit different. Right. You might right. actually take the time to talk to them because you know this is like a bit, you know, same old Sally with the, I don't have, and again, Sally, this pattern's happening. We've been through this before. Mm-hmm. Get into yourself. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a different conversation with a different type of uh of a friend there. And, you know, yeah, it's funny, the people pleasing thing. So, you know, I've interviewed Dr. Robert Glover. He wrote the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. It applies to women too. But it is like being a people pleaser is being a fucking liar. You're just a liar. And you could be a nice liar, but you're a liar. You're not authentic. Nobody admires and respects that. Um, People do prefer decisiveness. And um, I also want to say too, one these is, is also a classic pitfall of alpha females, which, you know, my best friend, Tanya Stewart, who's an alpha coach, she, um, um, she she lays it out great, which is basically like, so a lot of alpha females or alphas in general, we have, we can be over givers, okay? Um, so, and the reason this mm-hmm. happens is because we often have some sort of core abandonment issue. And so the logic is like, well, I'll help you, you know, I can help you and then I'll help you so much. You'll love me and you won't abandon mm-hmm. me either. But what we can mm-hmm. end up doing is spending more time helping people with their shit and their lives than we are with ourselves. This used to happen to me all the time. And again, probably the nature of a coach, right? But that is also the pitfall because we are coaches. So again, people are going to come to us for those pep talks and whatever. And you've got to pick out because you know the friends that keep coming for the same thing mm-hmm. and you got to do what you did and just kind of be a little bit harsh. And then there are the people, you know, but again, it's, it's, a, it's, um, uh, I, another thing too, not a no, but a no plus a worth, which is, I don't know if you've had this happen to you, but it happened to me. So I, I don't do a lot of free consults anymore, but because there's tons of people in our industry with thyroid problems, like fellow authors, mm-hmm. fellow people we know. And of course, you know, like they're your buddies or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'll get a call or, or I'll interview someone. They'll be like, I actually have a thyroid problem. And my inclination at first was like, ah, oh, send mm-hmm. me your labs. Like, I'll help you. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I? Now I've got like an extra coaching call. I've just spent an hour mm-hmm. with this person. And what I realized that I needed to do some sort of vibrational exchange with money. 
So mm. I decided I took this from like a 75 year old uh, reproductive hypnotist that I knew. And she said that even when she's mm. coaching uh, the kids from like the ghetto who have no money and people from poor areas, she says, I don't care what, even if it's a dollar, I need you to hand me a dollar. I, there needs to be an exchange of vibrational money mm. for my services. And mm. that always stuck with me. So I started to do that. And I, it, that was a, another little bit of a tough thing because it's almost like saying no because they kind of might expect it for free. But again, I just bring it up now and I, it happened to me not too long ago where someone I interviewed had a thyroid issue and I said, hey, I'm happy to help you and look at your labs. I'll give you a discounted rate, but I just mm -hmm. need a vibrational exchange of money. So if that's 20 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever you can afford, here's my rate, whatever you can afford there, I'm cool with, but there needs to be an exchange. And that mm -hmm. made me feel so much better about that instead of agreeing to something and regretting it, which is what, you know, so no can come with some yeses can come with some noes, right? Do you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. there? And I, I, mm -hmm. I'll let you just Yeah, and you did, that was awesome because you, you created a strategy so you wouldn't, you could still help people, but you didn't have to feel like that. And I, that's the thing is like, okay, so the friend calls you and they're like, I'm in a bind. I need help. My car broke down. I'm stuck. Now, if you're in the energy of like, oh my gosh, this feels really good inside for me to go help her. Well, that's beautiful. But when you're like, oh, God, this is like the sixth time this month this has happened and I don't feel like doing it anymore. Now you're out of vibration with yourself. So coming up with the creative strategy of how am I going to handle this next time? And that's what you did is like, how am I going to handle this in the future so that I don't start feeling resentful for the choice that I've made? That resentment, that is you being out of alignment with your higher self. And so finding some sort of way to be like, okay, how do I get back in alignment? Now, now you're free again. I would say another, another reason that I found, I discovered in myself, because I love digging treasure out. I'm not afraid to look inside and see all this, all the stuff that's in there. I'm like, let's, what, what you got, girl? What yeah. you got going? <laughs> One thing I found was that I had a deeply rooted fear because of some issues in my childhood, especially when it came to men, that if I said no to them, that they would get angry at me. And it was literally like a, a fear, a fear response. It was deeply rooted. And of course, this is not like, I'm not talking sexually or anything. I'm just talking about like in general, I noticed it was a lot easier for me to say no to women and just be clear. Like if you're like, hey, Tara, can you go do this, you know, next week? I'd be like, well, I can't because I have this, blah, 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 no problem. But I noticed like I would like lose my mind. Like if it was something that I felt like pressured that a guy wanted me to do, I would be scared. I, I noticed that the body feelings, and this is from a lot of work I've done and being aware of my body body feelings. I'm like, these are fear feelings. Like I literally feel afraid right now that he is going to get angry if I say no to him. Right. And so that was another thing that I had to really, really dig on and realize, mm -mm, and that the respect that came in my relationship with men, when I just started being clear and real and honest with them, just like I was with my female friends was unbelievable. It was just like, oh, now we're all clear here. Now there's no weird muddled energy of me not standing up in my power and speaking my truth and just being, there's a lack of clarity that comes when someone's not being totally honest about where they're at. And as soon as that comes back, now we're clear. Now it's on the up and up. Now everybody feels good. Not just you, but the other person you're talking to as well. So like maybe, possibly, do you have a deep rooted fear? Where, was it scary for you as a little kid? If you said no, did you get it? You know, was it a little bit of an abusive situation in your childhood growing up? Do you need to look at that? Because that can lead to a lot of, of fear, in speaking your truth. And so that has to be re-examined re as adults for us to say like, hey, that's not real. It's not scary. This is person is your equal. Like what, and one thing that really helped me was um, I started looking at men like as like 
remembering back to elementary school, because I feel like when I was in elementary school, guy, boys, there was no weirdness yet, right? There wasn't the, no one had gone through puberty. So there's no weirdness. So I'm like, right, this like is fourth grade is like equal, yeah. no weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> This is just a friend. This is an equal. It's all good. And so as I started to get past that, man, it really opened up a lot of clarity in my life. And it, it really helped my communication increase. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, the boundaries are, um, you know, in saying no, uh, it's like you can either think of it as selfish or self-actualization. You know, like you said, so much juicy stuff can come out of realizing where you need to say no, like looking back at that trigger with men and let's just look at kids because look you have four kids i'll bet you a million dollars when your kids were young and you tried to put them in a car seat or do something like no i mean they have no shame about Mm -hmm. saying no they just scream that word right you're gonna put that sock on me no and then somewhere along the journey of life we start to get weird about this thing now, granted, mm. they don't do it in the best ways. They're just shouting no. Like, okay, they need to learn some communication skills. They're, they're two. Mm-hmm. But but at the end of it's the true. day, I mean, that just goes to show you we are inherently born with this boundary. It's a pr- Look, let's talk about primal paleo. That's some primal mm-hmm. shit right there. Wow. That's primal. You know, you being so like, true. hey, no, you're not coming in this camp. Or no, you know, no. Um, and yet somehow over time with psychology and just in general, where we've gone, we've gotten away from that. And yeah. Um, Again, I just think more people need to say no. And really, the justifications have, I just can't handle yeah. another Can we justification. Talk about this? Oh, my <laughs> Gosh. Okay. So I'm guilty of this. And I, I, in the past, right. In my, in my old life, I remember doing this. Like, and I remember like, let's say for an example, um, somebody wants to invite me to do something and I just don't want to do it with them. So what happens? I start analyzing in my head. What am I going to tell her? How am I going to explain this away? Oh my gosh. And I used to do this. And I realized as I, it was actually, as I started to build my professional life, I realized that when people would over explain to me both, especially in emails, Oh my my gosh, like there is nothing more daunting than opening up an email and it is like forever long. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, can you get more concise here? Um, And then also even in text, it's like, and you know, working on social media for a living, when I see, when I open up a DM and it's like, hey, I hope you don't mind if I ask you a quick question and it's like going on... I will be honest, I don't even read it most of the time because I'm like, I'm no, like if you want that much of my focus and attention, you're going to have to work with me. Like I'm not going to look at, I start seeing grams and percentages and pounds and all these numbers. And I'm just like, I know I, that's boundaries. I, I, for I'm going to, I want to chime in and rant on that. So, uh, <laughs> because Mark Sisson used to get back in the day, like he would get these emails from people and it would be like, Hey Mark, um, I'm, you know, 153 pounds and the whole email. Like, and I just want shout out to the world. Do you fucking think anybody who's written a book that is at that level is actually has the time and the wherewithal to respond to your exact thing? And by the way, as a coach, you and I would never do that over email because it's not possible over email. It's completely inefficient. You have to talk to the person and find out more. Just giving stats and what you're eating. Are you joking? He would be emailing people all day long. He'd never have time to do anything. So yes, there are some things as stupid fucking questions. That's one of them. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? So Right. I get it's not it. having and respect for other people's boundaries. Exactly. And usually if I get a DM like that, and I get it because people are struggling, they're like thyroid. I usually just say, hey, email this to me. 
here and I'll respond. And then I normally respond with like, hey, here's all the details about coaching or whatever. If I can take a quick look at the labs and go, yeah, something suspicious here, but I can't go into it. I'd be doing it all nope. day long. So totally. we are constantly having to say no to some degree or shifting it over here. Because again, a lot of people or you know, they'll email you. And again, you understand they're like, I don't have a lot of money. I like, I, I get it. But I also have to do this over here. I can't get caught up. I do so much free stuff. So do you. We are, mm-hmm. I'm getting free content and information all the time. Um, And I bet, and I bet those people don't have good personal boundaries themselves because as you start to respect your own boundaries, you respect other people's. I I wouldn't even call Mark myself. I can call Mark right now on the phone and ask him something about autophagy or metabolic flexibility. If I have a question, guess what? I'm going to look it up on his blog first. I'm, if I have to, I'll call Brad. I'm not going to waste Mark Sisson's time with a question I could probably answer somewhere else first. It's just, exactly it's, just right. a, it's just, it's just, okay. Right. I work with a lot of hypothyroid clients. Like I have a client right now who doesn't have a thyroid. She had cancer. Mm-hmm. It was removed. I'm, you know, I talk to you every week. I don't Hey, L, what do you think about this? Hey, L, what do you think about that? I'm like, if I get enough questions about thyroid stuff, I will book a call with you. If you're taking, if, if you're taking them, right. Sometimes people are like, please, can I book a consult with you? I'm like, I'm not offering consults right I now. I don't either. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I, I used to, but that got out of control because you offer a 15 <laughs> right. free minute consult next thing you know and you're like damn mm-hmm. and it just got it kind of got it, yeah it's boundaries, boundaries. And- but and because I respect my own I respect yours right and so right. um I think this over explaining thing this is what I've gotten to the the yep. bottom of it with is that you over analyze and you make assumptions about other people's actions so you think that they are also going to do that with you. So if you say, Hey, L, do you want to fly out to Utah and come stay with me next weekend? And you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't, I don't even really want to do that. I don't want to do that next weekend. <laughs> oh, but if I say no, then she's going to think I don't like her. And then she, and what if she thinks it's because like of this or, and so now you come back at me with, all these reasons. I'm like, dude, I, I don't really care that much. I'm just throwing it out there. Like it, 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 no would have been sufficient. But when you come back to me with this over analyzation, to me, what I perceive that as when I get that from people, I'm like, wow, they have really been running through the ringer with this. Like, it's all good. Like, I really don't care. So I think it, yeah, you're right. Cause it's a projection also about you. And so you're reading it, you're going, I don't fucking like, why are you? So in a way they've hurt themselves by over explaining because they've now possibly offended or, you know, picked at something like, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes well, you read and that stuff and you're like, I don't care. Like, why would you think I would care? Now I'm kind of offended. You think I would care. Right. And you think that they care because you do that. You overanalyze, you make assumptions. So maybe somebody turned you down. Do you do that? Do you sit there and read into it of why doesn't she want to? Why'd she say that? Why will so it, the more you do that with other people, and if you do do that, you need to read the four agreements and you need to read it again and you need to read it again and you need to get it on audible and you need to listen to it everywhere you go until you can really truly understand that nothing others do is because of you and to stop taking it personally and to stop making assumptions when you can really get that way. Like it, whatever you tell me, it's like, I, I don't care. I don't want to waste my energy thinking about why. L didn't want to cut. I don't, she just can't. It's all good. Moving on. And the more you can get that into your psyche of how you operate on the daily, the more you can, you can stop over explaining. I really think that that is the core of over explaining is that you really do this yourself and you, you overanalyze, you read into things too much. You're an overthinker. As you can start to let that go, 
I promise you'll stop overanalyzing. And the other thing is you don't need to apologize when you say, when you do this explaining thing, I'm so sorry. Like, sorry, what you're doing there is you're now, you're almost, you're using the power of suggestion to teach the other person that they should be upset at you. So instead of just Such being, a great point. Keep going. Yeah, That's great. Right. So so when you come at me and you say, hey, I'm so sorry, instantly I'm like, Oh, like, oh, I should be upset about this. Like she's apologizing instead of you just saying, Hey, I can't. Oh, okay. No worries. Right. So you are, you are putting it into the person's mind that they should be upset with you about it. So this, this over apologizing and it comes with practice. So I did this so bad. This was, and I, I witnessed it in my sister. I know I got it from my mom because what it, what it is, is that somehow you have developed this belief that if you can help other people feel superior they will feel so good around you that they will like you more. And that is not the case. They will, they will, there will be a lack of respect. They will not like you more. They will respect you less. That's right. So if you want more admiration and respect, right. You do the thing that gives yourself the most admiration and respect, which is drawing the boundary and saying fucking no. Yes. And the first thing to work on is notice when you are saying sorry, when that was not an appropriate time for that word. So if somebody bumps into you, did you say sorry? Did you say sorry to them when they bumped into you? Don't do that. Start practicing. Like, that's okay. No worries. You know, something like that. Not, oh, sorry. <laughs> like this, I, oh, so sorry for everything. Sorry for existing. Sorry for talking. Sorry for breathing. Sorry for being in your way. No, expand yourself and notice when you're doing this. And the more you can get rid of that word, sorry, that that's, this is a word that should be preserved for moments when it's actually needed. Not this colloquial overuse of sorry that just shrinks you into nothing. Sorry for, sorry for being here. Sorry for having opinions. Sorry for, no. You're not sorry. So, so watching that, I think, is in the little moments is huge for helping you get past using overusing sorry. Um, so, when you're explaining, when you're when you're saying rejecting a an offer, let's let's say you know, let's say you said, hey Tara, do you want to do this new podcast with me? Hey Elle, I'm so sorry. I really thought about this, but um, it's just that I I have a lot going on. It's just really like, no. So so. And by the way, the on that note, if I you remember, to- I prefaced it when I pitched it to you, and I was like, hey. I, I preface it like don't 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 think I'll be offended. But I'm even prefaced it just in case I didn't know you that well, and I just wanted to be like, hey, look, like won't take offense at all. So let's start there. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like I at all would be offended if you say no to this. You can take time mm-hmm. to think about it before responding. Yep. I prepped you for not if you wanted to say no that you wouldn't feel bad about that. Again, right. just you know. I would have said that to anybody just because I know people can naturally go there sometimes. And so yeah. I didn't, you and know, you respect that you yeah. respect that in yourself. You reserve that right for yourself. Right. So you're like, I'm just letting you know, I respect this and you yeah. as well. Like I totally won't judge or whatever. And I won't take it personally and all of that kind of stuff. Like, thankfully you said, yes. Yay. Uh, well, um, duh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what? I want to talk a little, uh, well, and, and you can piggyback on, uh, so justifications as well, like the sorries or the long emails, <clears throat> this goes right into as well, just justification for whatever it is that you do. So for example, um, first of all, not a beetle or a cow does not need to justify their fucking existence on this planet and neither do you. But people mm-hmm. in entrepreneurial professions or creative professions uh, often feel like they have to. So for example, um, 
you know, let's say you're an artist or whatever, you're a painter. It's like, hey, what you working on? Sometimes the artist would feel like, well, I've got this painting. I'm working on a show. Like you feel the need to kind of tell everybody like what you're working on. Like, so mm-hmm. you're busy. So you feel like mm-hmm. worth something so that they're mm-hmm. And so I started to notice this because as a writer and being in Hollywood in general, too, this would have to be like, hey, what are you up to lately? You got any screenplay, you know, whatever. And I started to notice that I was justifying, like, w- you know, feeling like I had to give them an answer until one summer, it was years ago, I thought, I'm not going to do that anymore. And so what happened was I got a couple of questions from people like, hey, what are you up to this summer? Are you working on anything? And my answer would be like, I'm working on absolutely fucking nothing. I'm going to be at the beach three times a week paddling and probably sunbathing and just completely hacking off all summer. That's exactly what I'm doing and I have no shame about it. And I would and just it, literally like, say it like that. And it's just like that cuts off any kind of like people are like, and they're like really in admiration of that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. hey, damn. And But again, we get into this, it seems almost like, it can be defensive mode like hey what are you up to can 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 to a brain of ours feel like are you doing enough do you know what i mean are you like one of my worst things is when people are like hey what's up keeping busy i'm like oh shit no in fact everyone's trying to not keep busy right like why is keeping busy an awesome thing <laughs> like i don't know mm-hmm. that work smarter not harder i'm not sure mm-hmm. everyone in the world's trying to be less busy so you know and again people can busy themselves for that's a whole nother podcast but again, just this justification with anything kind of going into that. So it doesn't even have to be around a no. It can just be like, hey, what are you working on or what are you up to? And mm-hmm. again, having no shame about whatever that is or catching yourself where you feel like you're defending your art, your craft, your business or whatever it is to somebody. You right. know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I know point. you got something there too, but. Yeah, you don't have to defend your points. You don't have to. And, and, and actually, I think so emails was an area um, that I really worked on like what do they absolutely have to know? And I still do this. I, even in my texts, I'm like, no, I don't need to like bog down their mind with any, like, what do I need them to focus on? And this is actually like, this is just good writing skills. You know, in journalism, I was, the, I, I was, in, you know, you know in, in high school, I was the newspaper editor. So just, I learned some basics of journalism. It's like you get, you have to get to the most profound impact to the most point. And you start with the matter of most importance. So when you're texting someone like, don't lead up with five sentences of lead up until you get to your point. Work on being concise. If you're writing an email and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is a long email. You start, you whittle that thing down. That's on you. That's a skill that you need to develop is learning how to be concise. Because as you can practice this in your writing, it's easier to learn it in your writing. It's easier to learn it in email or text where you have a second to prepare it. And as you get used to that, as you start to value that, you'll value it in your communication with your speaking too. Like, what do I actually need to say? Because all of us have so much going on in our lives. We have so much, you know, especially those of us who work in coaching and, you know, I do personal development coaching on top of health coaching. So it's like, there's a lot of stuff that my clients are working on. So like, I appreciate when most of my clients are really awesome about this. They get right to the point. And, and I do this too, because it's like, with this is like, we all have so much going on. We have different angles coming in all day long. We need to be more aware of how much of somebody's energy we are taking up, right? And so it's, Absolutely. in my opinion, it's selfish of us to not develop the skill, to not learn how to be concise, 
to not learn how to at what do I absolutely need to get across here? And what is a bunch of fluff? Now I'm not saying like with your friends, you can't like have some fun, you know, if it's fun, add the fun, add the happy, right? That's great. You know, but if it's like, yeah. And the reason why is because one time when my sister was 12, she told me this thing about like, no, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Nobody needs to know about that. You know, so learning to be concise, I think is going to help, help you be an effective communicator. And it's also going to help you um, learn to be able to have boundaries, not only, in saying no, but also in yourself. It's like, it's a good practice to learn how to whittle down the extra, right? Like, we don't need to have all this extra and it's not, we don't need to talk all the time. Like I, so I went through a little phase where I was, I was living only with men. I had, you know, I was living with my boyfriend at the time and we had two male roommates. And one thing that I really <laughs> learned living with three men <laughs> was that men don't communicate unless absolutely necessary. And there were large moments of silence. You know, we would all be in the kitchen, just somebody's cooking, somebody's working, somebody's doing something, nobody's talking. And it was good. It was a good skill for me to learn to just, we don't talk unless it's really necessary. We don't just have to sit here and talk just because we're in each other's presence. And I think that's also another really effective communication tool. It's a great one. That- it's enjoying the silence. And that's the thing yeah. too. That's a good indicator of, of someone that, is a good partner or a friend is someone who you can feel comfortable with in a car just being silent to yourself no no awkwardness there yeah yeah being be in its boundaries it's boundaries for yourself and for other people and that's the biggest thing is like if as you learn to have boundaries for yourself i think you will respect this so much in other people and it brings so much peace into your life because you now can have space you can have space and um i think you know if you haven't learned how to set boundaries, part of the reason you probably don't have boundaries is because you don't even know what you want. And this goes back to our, what do you want? You know, we've talked about this and that big reason I didn't have any boundaries is because like, I just didn't take a second to really ask myself, what do I want? You know? And for me, it's, I want peace on my weekends, you know? And so create that, create that don't sign up for a bunch of stuff. Be very, I am very like when people say, Hey, do you want to go do this on the weekend? I'm like, "Mm, you just encroached into a time that I know that I like to have to myself a lot because I need peace. I'm so, you know, we are on podcasts, live calls, interviews, posting, coaching, like, Oh, there's so much coming in. So the weekend, like, I'm like, I look at my phone. I'm like, you text me on the weekend. This better be a freaking emergency. And if it, if I haven't set up that boundary, I own that. That's on me. Sometimes I don't set up that boundary with some people because I choose that. I know that they need a little extra work right now and I'm choosing that. I'm inviting that. I know at any time I can say, I don't accept any calls on the weekends. And that probably is coming soon or or texts even that probably is coming soon in my coaching because I need that time for me. I need that break or I will get worn out. So um, part of setting boundaries is taking that moment for yourself and deciding what do you want them to be? (laughs) What are your boundaries? Do you even know? Yeah, I had to actually do it not too long ago or like last year. So, you know, you and I both get requested to be on summits, like online summits as a speaker. And usually these people have um, a promotional rollout that they like like they're like hey we want you to agree to do this send a solo mm-hmm. newsletter right you know there's certain things like you're going to be the guest you have to help promote it 
But the thing is, is that I don't send out regular newsletters and I do not like to bombard email lists because I hate it when someone every week is sending me and I'm just like, oh my God, please unsubscribe. Like I can't with all of your newsletters, right? So this is just something that bothers me personally. I don't want to be that person. So what I realized is I was like, I I don't want to do that. So I came up with like a a canned response that anytime someone asks me for a summit, I'll be like, hey, that sounds great, but I have some caveats to your promotional. Like I will not send out a solo email newsletter, but I will put it in a newsletter. Like in fact, that summit probably is giving me a reason. Beautiful. But there's going to be other things in there and I'm willing to do one post on your social media and that's it. If it doesn't work out for you, that's cool. No offense taken. Thanks for thinking of me. Only one person said no. Everyone else was like, totally sounds good. We still want to have you. And then I didn't have this stress of like, well, I want to be on the summit. I want to help and talk with, talk to people. But I also, I I can't be, I'm on too many summits to be, I don't want to send out a solo newsletter. I got four, come on. You know, you can say you can say yes without saying yes to everything. That's right. So, you know, I had to draw a, like a, a boundary there or like I told right. you with like sort of the friend friend coaching thing on like other people that I don't look if it's a good friend of mine. Anyone can send me blood work. I'll talk to them. Of course, mm-hmm. you could call mm-hmm. anyone can call me and do that. But at the end of the day, you know, when it's someone you don't know that well, right. again, had to had to draw some boundaries there. And I think that's that's a part of saying no. And, you know, I get your schedule. So, you know, I have an online calendar, right, where you can book stuff and I <laughs> The other day, I had like four or five podcasts in a row. I'm like, how did this happen? Like, mm. what the fuck did I do? Like, I can't. I can't. And then I was like, okay, I need to go back and do right. what you're doing. I'm like, this time of year, it's different. I'm going to wake up different. I might want to sleep a little late this time of year. And I was like, no, no, no. I got to yep. now block it out. I have to reschedule it. Only doing Monday to, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's beautiful accountability. You weren't like, oh my gosh, I'm so over. You were like, ah, uh, okay, I need to set a better boundary here. And that's it. It's constantly, it's like, yep. okay, something's going on that's making me feel over overwhelmed or out of my power but I did or it to victimized. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, I'm not a victim. I just didn't set a clear boundary. And oh. once you set those boundaries, people will listen. They will they will automatically like, oh, that's your boundary. Oh, okay. Got it. You, know, you mentioned it's, it's, you mentioned clarity us. and clear like um okay, so getting clear, but this is important too because uh this happened the other day with us. We were talking about like the little um automated Instagram thing that has a little tip from like a minute from one of our podcast mm-hmm. episodes. And we, I had given you two choices and you were like, oh, I like the first one, but this, and I wasn't completely clear. Remember I texted you and I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. just to clear before I, mm-hmm. this is a problem with a lot of people in business and in general. It is not a problem with me. So that's why I'd love to talk about it. As clear as you can get, no matter what, between communication with people on any level is really important. If you're not completely sure mm-hmm. what they're asking for, this, the, the number one thing when people come to me and they have a mishap in the workplace, it's because, and it always goes back to me being like, but you didn't get clarity there. You Mm -hmm. didn't ask. You just assumed. You thought, Mm -hmm. even though in your mind you weren't sure. Get clear. This, uh, yes, we're talking about efficiency in life. The best Mm -hmm. way to be efficient is to clear that up. You know, I mean, again, you think they might have said something. You think they know what they mean. If you're not totally sure, why move forward with possibly being wrong on that, whatever it is? So I just find that people need to do more of that. And people have a little trouble speaking up because they feel that that's weird too. But the clearer right. you get with communication, right. the better communicator you'll be, the better things are going to flow and no mishaps will happen because everybody was freaking clear. 
so beautiful. As soon as you start getting into assumption land, there now you you're in hell. Now you're trapped <laughs> into all sorts of wasted energy and time. Get out of assumption land. Right. And that's the thing. It's like maybe it's rooted in childhood fear of raising your hand and being the person who asked the question like, oh, did I just miss something here? Am I something wrong with me because I'm confused? No. There's nothing wrong with you. The, the most intelligent people ask the most questions. So if you're feeling confused at all, an intelligent play, <laughs> an intelligent play is to ask more questions and get clarity because now you're free, right? And there's a really good chance that the reason you don't have clarity is because the person that you're talking to doesn't have clarity either. And now everyone's confused. Now there's all, if I have learned if there's some sort of energetic lack of clarity and you're feeling that towards somebody, I promise they're feeling it back. So get the clarity to so be like, hold on, wait, what did you mean exactly here? Like, what are we doing? What's the plan here? Ask those questions. And as a person yeah. who is an efficient person who's very clear, obviously all this kind of stuff, um, I prefer to work with people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like in colleagues and stuff, clients, it's different. But, you know, that's different. But in general, um, like, for example, like Mark Sisson, there's no more clear, no BS person you've ever met in your life. You just be like, hey, when do they be like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. I mean, you know, it just, it's just like an immediate answer. There's no BS in around. Um, everything's very clear and concise. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, wow, it's to the point. And it's so easy and wonderful because you're not wondering or dancing around and things like that. Now, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie Sisson, Amazing. But when I was working for both of them, she was a little less that way. And I found myself having to just be like, oh, hey, just want to make sure you meant that. And she'd be like, oh, you know what? I didn't. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Yes. I said, okay, great. Because I just knew her well enough to know that there might be an extra two questions mm-hmm. uh, where that might have not been Mark's personality because they are very different that way. But either mm-hmm. way, I mean, it, it helps everybody involved. And again, it the more you step up and asking questions to get clear about something, the more you are like asserting yourself. It's a self-worth thing. And it'll help you get to knows easier Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when even with clients, when my clients ask me for clarity, I look at I keep a running list of questions that my clients ask for clarity on because for me, it's helping me become I'm like, ooh, there's a lack of clarity. I've had two people ask me how much water they should be drinking. I'm not getting that memo out clear on the front end. That needs to come in their initial email. This is a question that people have. So it's like, thank you for asking for clarity. So don't be afraid, you know, if you have a coach or whatever, don't be afraid to ask for clarity. That's their bad that you don't don't have clarity. I, every totally. time they ask me for clarity, I'm like, that's my fault that you didn't feel clear on that thing. That's a, that's an area that's lacking for me. Thank you for asking so I can make my systems better and make sure that future people don't have a lack of clarity in this area. So I always look at clarifying questions as like, mm, thank you for helping me get more, get better about clarifying things. And you want a coach who's efficient like us. So for example, so I have a life coach, never met, never met him. It's been like 15 years. It's hysterical. It's almost a running joke. I don't know if I'll ever meet him. I kind of feel like we shouldn't because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> like me when we're 90. Yeah. But so uh, as I, so this was like 15 years ago, I was looking into law of attraction coaches and things like that. It was still kind of new because the secret had just come out. And I looked up online and I found um, a bunch of coaches that had, you know, like a free consultation and two were women and one was a guy. And I assumed it was going to be a woman. I was wrong. It was actually the guy. And here's the reason I chose Jeff Brownstein who's my coach. Um, In that free session, I got so much because he is a no BS. Let's Mm -hmm. get down to it. How can Mm -hmm. I help you now? You know what I mean? And the other ones, oh, shit, man. It was like, 
well, what if you, um, it, yeah. it was like a dancing mm-hmm. around going, I felt like in that house, I was like, I'm never going to, this is like the, mm-hmm. the, the therapist that keeps you on that couch for 10 years, you know, my God, mm-hmm. let's get to it. So mm-hmm. that's what you do want in a coach too. If you're looking for Clarity. one, you do want it yep. who's clear or who can, if they're doing a consultation, get to the point quickly, mm-hmm. get to solving your thing issue, get and pinpoint it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what clarity does, right? Let's get to the heart of the matter. And totally. so you want a coach like that and preferably totally. everyone else around you. But if you can, you're going to seek that out. And you want business partners and things like that as well. But yeah, I mean, and that's why I chose him because I was like, wow, we we did already a lot of work. Like, I feel like I'm helped already in this 20 minutes because we got down to mm-hmm. business. Yeah, clarity is so important. And when you and when we create boundaries and we say no and we're clear and honest, if there is a why that's needed and we're just real about it, we're just real about it. Everybody gets more freedom. Everyone gets more free energetic space. Like I learned this with dating too. Like I would get I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So I'd be like, oh, well, I'm just really busy right now, or I'm just kind of working on myself right now. Instead of I'm not into you. I'm not, I'm not interested in you. I'm not feeling it. Yep. And getting, and I, I, the, you know, they'll just keep teaching that lesson because guess what? There's some persistent dudes out there and, and it's kind of not their fault. They're like, they're believing you. I'm saying, oh yeah, I had such a great time, but it's just like right now I'm working on my business. They're going to call you in a couple weeks. Like, how are you doing? Did your schedule lighten up? Yeah. They're going to come out. Exactly. That's such a, that is so cruel, you know? And like, I've had moments, right? It's bullshit. It's just not being honest. It is. And I wouldn't give, we're going to do, we're going to, totally do a whole dating episode (laughs) but i do want to say this my blanket comment anyone can take this i I, people call me up and they're like hey what's that thing you say when you're not into someone here's the thing um none of those excuses something to the effect of like i really enjoyed meeting you you seem like an awesome person i'm just not feeling the chemistry the dating chemistry vibes Mm -hmm. that's all that you can't argue with Okay. Right. No one can argue with how you're feeling about a thing. That's also the best way to break up with someone unless it's like a seriously indicative thing. Like you walked in on them, you know, sleeping with your sister. Okay. Then you're like, get them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but in general, same thing. Like, Hey, I'm just not feeling it anymore because that's the truth. It doesn't matter if you broke up with them right. because they were selfish or they were a whiner or they were a complainer or they were right. whatever. You start to get into the reasons why now they're going to be on the defense. You don't mm-hmm. want that end to a conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in breaking up in a relationship or, <clears throat> like just dating where you don't want you've got to do that you can't be leading people on and i know you don't want to hurt people's mm-hmm. feelings so mm-hmm. don't don't tell them why like there may be a reason maybe you talk to them on the phone and you're like oh my god their view of the world is fucked like <laughs> I don't, I don't, but you don't tell them that my god don't make someone feel bad about themselves shit just just say like hey you know what you're awesome i really enjoyed the time you spent chatting with me or i really enjoyed the date i'm just not feeling the dating chemistry vibes nobody can argue with that. That is an attraction thing. But they can argue with, I just don't think you're for me because of A. Oh my God, you just opened up a gate to hell. Yeah, and you... And you don't have to do that. That's not your job. It's not your job to explain all that stuff to them. And I, this is I, this is a last one I'll hit on yeah. is if anyone out there is in any sort of social media influencing, or maybe you're just, maybe you're not, maybe, maybe you're just getting hit up on Facebook all the time by guys or on Instagram by guys in your DMs or whatever like that. One super valuable lesson I have learned that I cannot recommend enough is this little feature called block. Oh <laughs> my Such a fan gosh. of this feature. Ultimate freedom. And I, yes, maybe I'm a little bit block happy. I admit that. And it was hard for me at first to do this. I'm like, oh, it's mean. Oh, like they're, they're actually saying they like me or whatever. Nope. 
nope, nope. My, this is my place of work. Do you want guys? Do I want guys coming into my office all to me? Like, Hey, what's up girl? No, they are a nuisance. I don't, I don't have time or energy for that. So my rule of thumb is Facebook. If somebody hits me up in a DM and it's a guy and you can kind of tell, you can kind of get the vibe from just their profile picture or whatever. And all they have to say is, Hey, what's up? Block. <laughs> that's block it. and if also you, don't engage that's the other thing right? like you just, don't and that's anything. the no that's the no don't engage yep. don't respond even if Some, that's like hey tara you said something about carbs yesterday that's bullshit whatever like oh my god i know you're not gonna take your fucking time to engage with that person you're gonna be like you waste of my time don't owe them an answer you don't nope, owe them an answer in fact no, you, you really don't. shouldn't so, give them an answer because the fact it says so much about them that they actually would take time out of their day to be a contrarian, contradictory, whatever. And so again, it's like a non-versation is what that is. You just don't engage. Yeah. Yep. Yep, exactly. And so, yeah, a lot of times maybe I'll give people one silent treatment option, right? Like they'll be like, hey, what's up? I don't answer. You know, if they get the memo, we're good. (laughs) Happens again, block immediately. And the same thing on Instagram. And it's just like, it's such a relief. It's like, it's like, you know, that thing that you've been meaning to take to a thrift store forever and donate. And it's (laughs) been like four months and it's still sitting there. And eventually you just throw it away. I know that makes me a bad person, but you just, you throw it away and you feel so freaking good. You feel 500 pounds later. You're like, now I never have to worry about that ever again. It's like that feeling. So if they, and if not you're, answering a phone call is saying no. Right. right. So again, you've you got that friend to. that's, you know what, that's the time, like, let it go to voicemail. Yeah. Text, whatever you got to do, you are in charge of limiting your interaction, yeah. what comes into your life. And so if Sally's calling again with her pattern of men and now she's got this, you know, another thing happening. Listen, yeah. What did you say? Call. You're like the what, what was that awesome line you dropped? Like you're the, the agent of your uh you're yeah, you're uh, what are, I even learned that. You're like, oh, yeah, the, uh, you are the agent of your own limits. Yes. And that would be and- with everything we talk about, right? Like your limits with success or where you see yourself there, but also definitely like the, these boundaries we're talking about. Yeah. You, you are in charge of it. For you. Yeah. Exactly. I had a friend who was overwhelmed the other day because they did so many things with one of my best friends and she's like, I got, and I go, well, you know, you did that. Trish. She's like, I know I totally did that to myself. She, and same thing. She's like, I had to go back and look at my schedule, go, what am I doing? I totally overwhelmed myself. I did it. Here I am now blaming these people that are overwhelming me when right. I put that shit into my life. And this also goes to as well. Um, and I just make a last point here for me and then I'll let you close it out, which is um, so many people who can't say no are then complaining about the things they don't have time for. Right. So saying no might also be meaning it's time to hire an assistant. Like I have a friend who's uh, extraordinarily wealthy, but they manage all the stuff themselves mostly. And it's like me constantly being like, time to delegate. It's time yeah. to delegate because the other side of it is if you keep hearing yourself like, I don't have time for that, I don't have time, then you need to look at a way where you can say no. And that no might be just getting help somewhere too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote a post about this once on Instagram and it got a lot of reaction. And I said, being overwhelmed is a victim mentality. Totally. Dr. Wayne Dyer said that too as well. If you're really? feeling overwhelmed, it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like you, you're acting powerless. It's acting. Anytime you're powerless. That is an act. We are super powerful. You just need to snap out of it and take a look at what you need to change. And I talked about this before, you know, I've talked about this, like my kids came coming home from school and I'm coming out of my, you know, podcast or whatever. And there's food all over the kitchen and knee jerk reaction is guys, what the crap? No, 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 no. This is on me because I haven't set up a system. I haven't set up any expectations, any consequences, any rewards, nothing. 
like they're, they're kids. They're just going to do that, you know? So this is on me to create a new system. Now they know what's going to happen if I walk out of the kitchen <laughs> in the kitchen and there's freaking, you know, crap all over the place. Like, nope. <laughs> so, so, so getting the systems in place and getting snapping out of that victim mentality and saying, what do I need to change? Because yes, you pivoting. saying I'm overwhelmed because I had five podcast interviews. You didn't say that. I mean, you felt overwhelmed that day. You felt the overwhelm and you're like, well, something needs to change here. I was and like, that's F me. What did I do? Damn. Right. <laughs> right. And it was, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't believe all five of these people who don't even know each other booked on the same day. <laughs> it's definitely not their fault. <laughs> it's definitely Somehow not Somehow they them. were able to book those podcasts. It certainly <laughs> just picked yeah. the slot that you gave them, you know? So it's all about us taking a look at like, what is overwhelming me and why, and when, how do I need to put myself first and what do I need to change? You know, and how do I create those boundaries? As soon as you do, everyone will say, okay, they will. Yeah. They'll say, oh, okay. I, yeah. And I, look at where you, I've never gotten a, a kickback from declaring a no. And so I would say too, like everybody right. look at all the areas of your like, is, is it health? Do you need to start saying no to some habits or whatever? Um, you know, is it uh, your, your work life, your money, look at all the different areas, health, wellness, relationships and go, do I, is there an area in here? Because some areas are better than others. Like you might be great at saying no in the workplace, but terrible with your personal relationships. So just go right. through the pillars and go, what is in each one of these that maybe I need to say mo no more mm -hmm. or where are their boundaries being drawn? And I know you would agree. I guarantee that anything that you don't like in your life, there might be a little boundary or something going mm -hmm. on there that you need to create around it. Yeah. Yep. And what's at the root of it? Why are you doing that? What What is your perception? What's your story? You know, maybe you have a hard time saying no to your kids. And it's like, do you want them to like you? Did you not like your parents? So you're afraid if you say no to them that they're not going to like you, like you didn't like your mom? Like what's going on there? You know, and taking a good look at that, mm -hmm. getting at the core of like, why am I doing this? And then as soon as you can let that go and you start putting you first, like we talked about in the beginning of the episode, so much respect will be built for you. It will resolve so many problems. You think people totally. like you because you say yes to everything? Mm-mm. Mm -mm. People like people who respect themselves, that vibration in you goes higher and people are attracted to that. So you really want people to like and respect you, like and respect yourself. First. Yeah, absolutely. That was All awesome. Right. All right, everybody. Um, yeah, we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, if you guys want to find us and give us suggestions for more topics, come find us at kickasslifepodcast.com. You can also find L on all social media platforms as underscore L Russ and also L Russ.com. And I'm coach Tara Garrison on everything, my website included. So come find us, come let us know, let us know if any of these episodes impact you. We'd love hearing from you guys. Thank you for everybody who's already subscribed and left, left us feedback. Um, we love hearing from you guys because obviously it's just us. So it's, it's all about you. We want to know how you guys are liking the show and what you're getting out of it and what else you'd like to hear from us. So please give us some feedback on that. And until then we'll see you next episode. Awesome. Thanks again.